writing a book for me was super vulnerable, especially this type of book, because it's a teaching memoir. And a teaching memoir is where I'm sharing lots of personal stories, as well as stories of my clients, and then sharing some teachings, lessons with tangible practices for you to implement. It, it's really about getting into the details. What was I feeling in the moment? What was I noticing? What was alive in my body? And it is such an intimate process of going back to that experience and sharing some of the shame that I had, sharing some of the inner thoughts that were coming up for me, the fears that were coming up for me. So it was this aspect of a deeper layer of being seen and sharing things that were in my heart and that I haven't shared in this way ever before. Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister beautiful soul and welcome to this week's episode of the feminine frequency where we are going to be having a intuitive flow conversation about my book writing process yes for those of you who don't know I wrote a book and I still am in awe that it is complete and that we are ready to share it today for pre-orders so I wanted to share a little bit of the behind the scenes of the book writing process for anyone who maybe one day wants to write a book or for anyone who wants to really hear about the emotional journey and the mindset journey that it actually takes to write a book. And again, I'm sharing from my own experience today. This isn't everyone's experience who writes a book, but I wanted to yeah, open up and share what my process has been. And at the end of this intuitive flow, I'm also going to be sharing a sneak peek of the book. I'm going to be doing a live book reading, which is really exciting because I want you to get a feel for the energy of the book and to really get to know what you are going to receive when you purchase your copy so let's dive in. Let's start with the name of the book, which is The Feminine Way, which is a guide to help you to reconnect with your feminine energy so that you can live a life of aliveness and vitality and pleasure. And I wrote this book because of you, because of my podcast listeners, because of my clients, because of the women in my community because right now in the world, this wisdom is so deeply needed. And I know that because I've been on my own feminine awakening journey for the past six to seven years, and it has been a journey of deep, deep self-discovery. And it also has been a journey of 
learning what are the different practices, what are the different modalities, what are the ways to really embody my own feminine essence. And so that's why I wanted to write the book because there's so many women who ask me, Amy, how do I connect with my feminine energy? And I know that you're here listening to this podcast because you want to know how do you connect with your feminine energy? And the thing about that is that feminine energy is not about doing things. It's not about putting more on your to-do list. It's about learning how to connect with your soul essence, learning how to be more, learning how to really be in your intuitive state. It's not so much about doing. However, I know that there are certain practices that can really help you to connect more with your feminine energy. And essentially the the goal is to create more inner harmony between your masculine and your feminine energy. And so I'll give you a little backstory about how this book came to be. And then again, I'll be sharing a reading and sharing some, yeah, little insights of the, the writing and what you're going to experience. So I have always really enjoyed writing. It was a subject that I enjoyed when I was in school. I don't know if I specifically enjoyed it, but I know that I was better at it than math and science. And it was something that I would say came more naturally to me. And over the last 10 years, being a a coach, being a mentor, I have been creating content online and writing emails to my newsletter list. And I've been really utilizing the skill of expressing myself through writing. And then came the podcast, which was another form of expression, using my voice, sharing this wisdom and putting myself out there in this way. And it was a way for me to be able to articulate myself in a longer format where I could share and teach more than I can teach in like a small Instagram caption. And so I really felt the call to write a book one day. I did not know that I would be writing a book so soon. And one of the beautiful things about writing this book and why I decided to write it so soon was because I had other women in my world who were writing books and I felt so inspired by them. I felt so expanded by them. And that's something that I I hope that you feel today, that's my wish that you feel today, whether it's writing a book or pursuing any other creative project that you've had on your heart, if it's starting a podcast, or maybe it's, yeah, doing some type of art, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, my my wish is that this podcast, this episode inspires you to go do it and to know that it is possible for you to do it, because if I can do it, you can do it too. So. I really came through the concept for this book, started coming through my own lived experience. As some of you know, in the beginning of 2021, I went on a nomadic journey where I put my stuff in storage and I started traveling around the world. And I didn't have a plan of how long I was going to be traveling for. I didn't have a plan of how long I was going to be in each place for. I didn't even know where I was going next. I really was in the space of deep trust, deep surrender, and deep listening. You can kind of call it my own surrender experiment. If you've read the book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer, I feel like this was my own version of it that my soul was guiding me towards. And so 
as I was on this, this trip, um, I started to feel like the deepest sense of aliveness that I had ever felt. And I remember a specific experience where I was riding on my scooter, which is kind of like a, a motorcycle essentially in Tulum. And I was riding on the scooter and I was riding back from the beach to my apartment. And I remember the feeling of the warm air on my skin. And I remember the sun beating down and I was just looking around me and seeing so much beauty and inside of me, I felt almost this orgasmic energy, this sense of total pleasure and aliveness and this, this like opening in my heart of, wow, like I love my life so much and this feels so incredible. And I want other women to be able to access this because I remember a time in my life where I didn't feel this way, where I felt depressed, where I felt depleted, where I was burnt out, where I didn't know who I was, where I felt lost and confused, where I was struggling with my health issues. And it, it really showed me that moment of, wow, this is what's possible. And so while I was in that flow state and really connecting to that energy in my body, and connecting to the, the essence of, I want every woman to have access to this, that's where the, the ideas and the principles and the codes that I share in the feminine way, that's where they started to come through. So I started to get the names for the codes and these different practices and these different philosophies of how a woman can connect with her feminine energy. And these came from my own lived experience in my own spiritual practices and my own embodiment practices. So that's when those ideas started coming to me and I started putting together this online course and continued on with my travels. Later that year, I went to Los Angeles and I was there for one of my clients, my client Scout. I've had her here on the podcast before and she had written a book. She wrote a book called The Emotional Entrepreneur. And when I was sitting at her book launch event, I was like, wow, I am so, so, so proud of this woman. And I was so inspired that I was like, wow, I can write a book. Like she wrote a book, other women write, wrote books, like I can write a book. And it's really cool because she was an expander for me in that experience. And in our work together, I've been a huge expander for her on her spiritual journey and with her mental health. So it's been such a beautiful uh, symbiotic relationship that we have. And after that event, I remember going on my Instagram stories and I was like, okay, I'm feeling super lit up and inspired to write a book. And this is something that I see myself doing in the near future. And I shared that and a, I got a message from a woman who actually works on my team. She does a lot of my graphic design and my marketing. We've been working together for years. Her name is Allie, and she was in the process of writing a book. Her book is called The Infinite Entrepreneur. So she wrote me and she was like, have you heard of the Hay House Publishing Writers Workshop? And I had never heard of it before, but I know of Hay House Publishing because they're a big publishing company that focuses on spiritual and personal growth and self-help books. And I believe they're based in the UK. And I've been to a couple of their live events where I've sat in the audience and been listening to speakers and listening to authors who have written books and who were doing different workshops and guided meditations and et cetera. 
So I was familiar with Hay House and I was like, nope, I haven't heard about this writer's workshop, but I'm going to check it out. So I signed up for the workshop and the next workshop was happening in October. Next kind of went back to San Diego after I was in LA and I was at my parents' house and I was doing a session with a psychic medium. Her name is Sarah Renee. I've also had her on the podcast at some point. And during that session, Sarah said to me, I was asking for guidance because I was a little bit confused. I was like, well, I've been in this feminine flow for a while. I don't really know where I'm going next. I don't know where I want to live. And I'm curious if there's any guidance or wisdom that, that wants to come through. So Sarah told me that what she saw is that I was going to be surrounded by trees and that it, I was going to be in the mountains and that was where I was going to land. That's where I was going to live and that a creative project was going to come through. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, well, I have been thinking about writing a book. So I think that's what's going to happen there. So I kept traveling and I came to Asheville, North Carolina in October of 2021 to visit a friend. And as many of you know my story, I ended up moving here after two weeks of visiting. I intuitively knew that this was where I was supposed to be. Now, I just told you that I signed up for the Hay House Publishing Workshop in October. So I got here and the publishing Hay House Publishing Workshop the writer's workshop was happening that week that I got here. So I landed here, I started doing the workshop, and in that workshop, I got so much clarity on the title of my book, on how I wanted to outline my book. I got clarity that I wanted to self-publish instead of look for a literary agent and trying to go in the more like... Um, work with a publishing company. So for my first book, based on everything they shared, it just felt right for me to go down the self-publishing path, but I still wanted to have an editor to help me during the process. So within the next week, I wrote the outline for the book. It came through so clearly. And again, the wisdom in this book is from my own lived experience, and it's what I've been teaching to my clients in some shape or form for many years now. And so it felt like this was a way for me to be able to share that with way more people at a way more accessible place. Um, like a book is something that you can really share and get far and wide. So I wrote the the outline for the um, for the book, and then I was interviewing a woman on my podcast. Her name is Monica Rogers, and when we were talking, she was talking about a book that she was writing. And I really love Monica's work. I think she's brilliant. She's also in the realm of feminine reclamation, and she shared with me that she was working with a private publishing company. So it's still a self-publishing company, but they help you with the editing. They help you with the design for the cover, with the layout, like everything from start to finish. So I got on a call with the owner for this company. And during that call, I had chills. Like I just knew that this is the type of support that I needed if I wanted to get this book out into the world. And so I signed up, it was a huge investment and it was a huge leap of faith to say like, yes, I'm actually writing a book and I want support and I'm willing to invest in that. Like it felt so right and I knew that it needed to happen. So this is where the masculine structure came in when it was part of my book writing process because 
we need that masculine structure in order for us to have follow through, in order to make progress, in order for the creativity to come through. We need to make sure that we have that structure. So having that accountability and support, I ended up meeting with the editors every other week or at least once a month to talk about the book, to talk about the emotional process that was coming up for me while I was writing the book, because writing a book is really vulnerable. And I'll share a little bit more about that in a moment, but coming back to the structure, having that external support was really helpful for me. And telling people that I was writing a book was also holding me accountable because it, it helped me to really stay committed to the process. As a business owner, I have a lot of things going on. And so it was really a challenge to prioritize writing, sitting down and writing, especially when there were other projects that were shorter term that I was like really excited about when I was launching a program or a course or working on something. It was really easy for me to want to take my energy in that direction versus like sitting down and prioritizing writing. So what I ended up doing is I ended up shifting my whole schedule around, again, using the masculine structure to support this creative project. And I ended up blocking off my mornings so that I had no calls in the morning, no meetings in the morning. And then in the afternoon, that's where I scheduled my client sessions and my meetings. So I had a lot of spaciousness for writing. Now, that doesn't mean there wasn't resistance because there were times where I would sit down and write and there would be so much flow and inspiration that came through. And then there would be times where I just felt super blocked and I would write something and then delete it and my perfectionist tendencies would come in. And I wanted to share about perfectionism because that was one of the biggest things that came up for me in the writing process. It's also one of the biggest things that's come up for me in this podcast is a practice of letting go of perfectionism and being okay with publishing something that's not super polished or like not repeating and you know, re-recording episodes over and over again, it's been such a practice to just be like, okay, it's good enough and to put it out there. So with a book, the process that I went through was essentially going through kind of like a brain dump where I got all of these ideas onto paper. And initially when I was writing, I was making the mistake of trying to edit while I was writing so I would write something and then be like, no, that's not how I want it to sound. And then I would go back and edit it. And that was slowing down the process a lot. And when I realized that the perfectionism in me was coming was coming through and it was really holding me back, I, I knew that I had to work on this. So my editing coach, my writing coach, she shared with me that the first draft is meant to be your shitty first draft. It's okay if it's messy. We would rather have something that's really messy and just getting the words on paper and then have something to clean up afterwards versus not having anything at all. And I kind of think of this almost like the statue of David where like it had to be like chiseled into form, like this piece of stone that was then like chiseled into this perfect, beautiful piece of artwork. That's how I feel about the book. The book started with just so many ideas and so many tangents and way, different different ideas that were coming through and concepts that were coming through. And then it was a refinement process with the editing. So as soon as I could let go of it needs to be perfect the first try and really allow myself to just let it flow and then go back and edit it afterwards, that was where I found the most progress. Now, a couple other things that came up for me throughout this process was coming back to that aspect of vulnerability. 
Writing a book for me was super vulnerable, especially this type of book, because it's a teaching memoir. And a teaching memoir is where I'm sharing lots of personal stories, as well as stories of my clients, and then sharing some teachings, lessons with tangible practices for you to implement. So the personal stories, especially when you go into writing a story, it, it's really about getting into the details. What was I feeling in the moment? What was I noticing? What was alive in my body? And it is such an intimate process of going back to that experience and sharing some of the shame that I had, sharing some of the inner thoughts that were coming up for me, the fears that were coming up for me. And I was able to share that in the book, but it felt so vulnerable because I knew that my parents would read this book. I knew that random people were going to be reading this book who didn't know me. So it was this aspect of a deeper layer of being seen and sharing things that were in my heart and that I haven't shared in this way ever before. And I also had to let go of the people pleasing, like the fear of what if this disappoints or what if this, you know, upsets or hurts other people's feelings. And obviously I wrote the book from a heart centered place and from my own experience, but I was afraid, like, what if people got offended by some of the stories I shared about my experience, you know, my ex-husband or his family or my family. And I really had to come to this place of this book is about me expressing my truth. This book is about me speaking from my soul. And I know that when I do that, it's going to have the greatest impact possible because I know that there's people who are going to read this and they're going to be in a similar place where I was when I first started my journey. And it's going to be so relatable. And I remember that that same experience when I was going through my divorce and I was going through, you know, kind of like an ego death and this huge awakening process, I remember reading another woman's book and hearing about her journey and having hope, having inspiration, having a an example that it is possible for me to thrive after a divorce, that it is possible for me to reinvent myself. And so that's one of the stories that I share about in this book is about my process of learning to trust my intuition and getting to that place and making a really challenging, courageous decision to listen to my heart and to take the leap and to really start my life in a different direction. Another vulnerable aspect of the book is talking about pleasure because I had a lot of shame around my sexuality. I grew up in a more traditional religious environment, community, household, and um, talking about sex and talking about pleasure is something that does feel vulnerable for me and that I felt was so necessary to have in this book because I know that there's so many other women who grew up in religious programming and who have sexual shame. And I really wanted this book to be permission and a yeah, an invitation to dissolve that shame and to reconnect with their pleasure in a new way. So those are some of the more vulnerable aspects. And then there's the vulnerable aspect of writing a book and of other people reading my writing because there's that inner voice that's like, okay, is it good enough? Or are they going to enjoy this? Are they going to find this valuable? And there's just this vulnerability of sharing my heart and my soul through words. And how is that going to be received? And I really got to work through that and, and be with that in my process and continue coming back into my heart 
knowing that this book is going to reach the women who it's meant to reach. It's going to reach the people who it's meant to reach and that like I can't control how other people are going to receive it, but all I can do is I can share from my heart and I can speak my truth. I want to share one other aspect that came up for me during this process because I know that anyone who is a creative being, there can often be comparison. When I would read other people's books while I was in my writing process, I was afraid that it wasn't going to be as good as other people's writing. You know, there's some really incredible writers out there. And so I would read other people's books and I was comparing their finished draft with my rough draft, which also isn't very fair. But it was this thing about, you know, stepping into my identity as an author, as a writer, and knowing that no one else could write this book. No one else could share these stories in the way that I'm sharing them. No one else could teach these lessons in the way that I'm sharing them from my own lived experience. And that's what really helped me get out of that comparison is just like turning down the noise from the outside world, being like, that's great that they're an amazing writer. I love that. It's inspiring for me. And like my book is going to be written in the way that it's meant to be written. And that was really, really helpful for me. So as you can hear, there was a lot of mindset and a lot of emotions that came up throughout this process. And it really helped me to deepen my own connection with these teachings of the masculine and feminine and getting out of my head and coming into my body and reconnecting with my soul and sharing my soul expression with you through these pages. And it was quite the journey. So that's my writing process and what my experience writing this first book. I do anticipate that one day I will write another book. I definitely would like to take a little bit of a break because there's so many other projects that I'm really excited to work on, including hosting a retreat sometime next year in 2024. And I'm also just so in love with my signature group coaching program, The Multidimensional Woman, which will be starting in February. So I'll be sharing about that in these next few months. And yeah, these are all projects that I'm so excited for. And I have a few other ideas that are brewing. And now that I've written the first book, I know what the process is. And I know that I can take things and learn from this experience and apply them to another book one day when I'm ready to do that and when the idea wants to come through. So now I want to shift gears and I want to go ahead and read a sample from the book, read a little excerpt from the book. And I'm just going to take a deep breath and I invite you to take a deep breath with me as we transition into this sacred experience together. So if you're able to, wherever you are, you can close your eyes. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath in and exhale out, let it go. Beautiful. If you want to keep your eyes closed while I read this, you can, or you can open them. And we're going to begin. In an effort to live up to societal expectations and standards, we've lost touch with the divine feminine wisdom that was once woven into the fabric of everyday living. Over time, we've forgotten about the importance of connecting to nature, gathering in community, and enjoying the simple pleasures in life. We've been taught to ignore our intuition, to stuff down our emotions, and to conform to unrealistic beauty standards. 
It's no wonder that we're paying the price of dis-ease and disharmony in our bodies, in our minds, in nature, and in our society at large. While there's nothing fundamentally wrong with the traditional markers of success or with having a desire for safety and security, this cookie cutter approach has not been effectively proven to deliver the results we think it's supposed to. Instead of experiencing happiness, fulfillment, and well being, we have a population that feels sick, overwhelmed, and stressed out. Even those of us who have followed the success formula and achieved the societal milestones are discovering that there's something missing from the equation. In my case, I followed the formula correctly by going to a good school getting married and buying a home, I found myself at the age of 26 feeling sick, depressed, and unfulfilled. Many of the clients I've worked with have reached the pinnacle of success in their careers. They've received fancy job titles along with financial abundance, yet they wonder why they feel so exhausted and disconnected. At some point, we start to question, is this really how it's supposed to be? There must be more to life than this. I'm here to tell you that there is another way to live and it's available to all of us. This alternative path is for the awakening souls who are discovering that the old paradigm is no longer working for them. The path that I'm presenting here looks and feels quite a bit different to the traditional pathway and it requires you to draw outside of the lines of the societal guidelines and conditioning that you've learned up until now. This new way is guided by your soul rather than your ego, and it's rooted in your personal truth rather than what society has prescribed for you. It's designed to lead you out of dissatisfaction, disconnection, and burnout, and towards an extraordinary life in which you feel nourished, alive, and deeply connected. This is the feminine way, the path of trusting your intuition, listening to your body, and living in alignment with your truth. The feminine way is about bringing the masculine and feminine energies back into balance within yourself and within the collective. It's about getting out of your head and coming into your heart. It's about releasing control and inviting more trust, faith, and openness into your life. It's about surrendering to a greater plan. It's a time to let your intuition lead the way, to listen to your truth, and to show up courageously as your authentic self. So let's take another deep breath here, really receiving the energy from these words. And exhale out, let it go. It is such an honor to share this book with you, to share this process with you. And I could not be more excited to let you know that pre-orders for The Feminine Way are now available on my website. So you can go to the link in the show notes. It's amynatalieco.com slash The Feminine Way. And you can pre-order your copy there. When you pre-order the book before November 10th, you will also get access to a bonus guided meditation practice and embodiment practice that is called awakening your feminine energy. Thank you so much for being here with me for this episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. And you can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. 
And lastly, if you are a regular listener for this podcast and you have been receiving value from listening, I invite you to take one to two minutes to leave a quick rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. So you can click the five stars or whatever stars you want to give this podcast and share a little review about how this podcast has impacted your life that would really support this podcast in being shared with more women around the world, and it would help to spread the love of the feminine frequency. Thank you again for being here. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and we'll see you next Monday for another episode. 